Hey guys, is it kind of difficult for you sometimes to wait for your girl to come? (laughs) I know that happens a lot because there really is an orgasm gap. Women take a little bit longer to come than guys, but that's totally okay because there is a solution and that is Promescence Delay Spray. Promescence Delay Spray is not just for guys with PE. It is for any guy who wants to last a little bit longer in bed without having to worry about lasting longer in bed. And that's because it's not going to totally numb you out and it's not going to transfer to your partner. And speaking of your partner, Promescent has a whole line of women's products. I love their warming gel. They also have supplements for both men and women that are going to make you hornier. It's called Vitaflux. They also sell lube. They sell condoms. They have everything you need for a hot night of sex. Not only do I recommend Promescent products, I love them. 2,000 medical professionals recommend them too. So go get yourself some. Go to promescent.com slash strictly anon to get 15% off your order. That's promescent.com slash strictly anon. Go there now to get 15% off your order. They have a money back guarantee. There's free shipping and your package is going to arrive discreetly. So no one's going to know what the fuck you bought. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here is your host, Kathy. Hey, welcome to the Strictly Anonymous podcast with Kathy. If you haven't followed the Strictly Anonymous podcast yet on Instagram or Twitter, follow me <laughs> at Strict Anonymous. If you are listening on a podcast app, make sure to follow my show there. Give me a five-star review if you love my show. If you're on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. If you want to be on the show, it's called Strictly Anonymous because everybody remains anonymous. I change everyone's voices. All those voices you hear on my show, 95% of them are fake. If you heard their real voices, you'd be like, what the fuck? (laughs) A little tiny change of pitch completely changes someone's voices so no one will recognize you. If you want to be on the show and be unrecognizable and tell your true, talk about and talk about your true secret naughty life, uh, you could be on the show. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show. If you have a naughty confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline. You could call that hotline number 24-7. Make sure you're in a quiet place. You have four minutes, leave a message. If you need more time, just call back. Uh, I edit them together. I change everyone's voices. The anonymous confessions are remain anonymous too. I change the voices there. They're all aired on my Patreon. My Patreon's fucking awesome. It's a really good deal for like $5 a month. You get early and ad-free episodes. You get Q&As that I do every month where I answer personal questions. But more than that, you get all the anonymous confessions, okay, that I've ever come in. There's like over 100 of them. You get anonymous pics of all of my guests. The guests today aren't even anonymous. You're going to see the hot pics of his wife that he sent me. Uh, You're going to also get access to my Discord channel, my private Discord channel, where my guests are going on and showing like X-rated stuff. Everyone who's involved and a member can also post their own X-rated stuff. So people are getting super dirty on my Discord. You get all of that for just like $5 a month. Uh, I just keep adding things, but I don't raise the the price. So it's a really good deal. 
You could sign up, but you could cancel at any time. It's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast, patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. The link to that, to my Patreon, the number to the confessions hotline, my email to be on the show, all of that information is in the description. Now today I have on JJ. I love JJ's story. It's one of the like my favorite kinds of stories that have like a lot of different layers and chapters to it. JJ is a guy who started off like addicted to porn, got really into porn when he was like super young and then winds up marrying like one of his first girlfriends. And I mean, before they even wind up getting married, they're having like zero sex. Red flags galore in that kind of relationship. But you know, who hasn't made fucking mistakes when they're younger? And when they're picking people, right? He winds up marrying this girl and they stay together for a long time and they are like never having sex. He turns to porn. It becomes like a sex addiction, right? Because he's using that to check out from his miserable life. They're both not happy. Eventually he starts cheating on her. Their whole relationship blows up. I mean, he is way far enough past that where he could really look back and take accountability for everything that he did wrong and why it went south, which I like. I like when someone's far enough from something that they could kind of, you know, that they could take ownership for their part in things. Because I think in most situations, there's not like one victim and one terrible person. Most of the time, it's both people are accountable for things, the things that went wrong in their relationship, right? But what's interesting about JJ's story is because after that all happens, he winds up single and he winds up meeting a really young hot girl who is like the opposite of his first wife. She is like really down for sex. I mean, right out of the bat, she's into BDSM. She read that Fifty Shades of Grey. They're dom and subbing each other, all that kind of stuff. And then they start like fantasizing about her being with another guy. And this girl, by the way, like I said, the complete opposite of his first wife. She's the one that brings everything to the table. Like, hey, What about thinking like I would be with another guy? They start role playing it, fantasizing about it, and then they do it. They go online, they find a fucking stud, and they have their first experience, and then they have their second experience. And then she's like, hey, let me see you with another girl. I want to see you fuck another girl. So they wind up going out to look for a couple, and they wind up hooking up with couples. They eventually wind up having orgies. He talks about all that kind of good stuff. They're basically swingers now. I think his subject line in his email was like from sex addict to swinger. (laughs) That's what he is. They're now currently in an ENM relationship. That's an ethical non-monogamy relationship, which is super interesting to me because I worry a little bit about that set up because what they're doing now is they're going out with whoever they want and doing whatever they want solo like he gets to date not date because it's not a feelings thing it's just a sex thing right he gets to go out and fuck whoever he wants she gets to go out and fuck whoever they want they have some rules around that which i think is good i give them some tips i give him some tips on how to not get one of his girls uh hooked on him because he doesn't want to do that he's been very straight up honest with them like i have a wife because this woman winds up to be his wife they've been doing this for a long time at this point Uh, he doesn't want any of the girls to fall for him. I give him some good tips on how to not allow them to fall for him, how to keep a booty call, a booty call. So stay to the end and listen to my tips because they're very important and they're very fucking true. (laughs) But his story is really fucking awesome. It's super interesting. You're going to enjoy it. He sent me in some hot pics of his wife, some pics of him. Oh, and I forgot the whole important thing. She winds up eventually starting an OnlyFans. They love like having sex and people watching them and stuff. I mean, they really do it because they're like exhibitionists. And she used to work at Hooters and some professional high profile athlete found her and 
he talks about this whole sort of setup they have with this high profile professional athlete and he's called up on the phone and they're like having sex while he's listening and he's turned on and he texts with the guy and like how crazy is that that like now in the OnlyFans world you could be like talking to your favorite athlete while he's listening to you fucking your wife I mean this is like it's crazy times it's super interesting though uh, he did send me in some hot pics of him and his wife. They will be going on Discord and posting like more X-rated stuff over there. So if you want to see anonymous pics of them, go to my Patreon. I will put a link to her OnlyFans in the description, but I'm going to be right back on with JJ. This is the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Hi, JJ. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. How are you today? I'm very well, Kathy. How are you? I'm good. So listen, JJ, you did send me a lot of information, but I'm just going to give the short story. Then you're going to tell the long story, which is that you are like a, a sex addict turned swinger, which to me isn't that much of a stretch. It's not like I'm a, like a, a priest turned swinger fucking really into sex. And now I have sex with everybody. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I know that your story goes way back. Right. And uh, so let's go way back. Why don't you start where wherever you think would be the best place to start? Like okay, maybe sure, where yeah. and how so, you turn into a sex addict. But um, let me let just so, quick, just one last quick thing. I want to know the end of the story. I mean, are you are you swinging now with your wife? Yes. Okay, that's yes. what we're going to get uh, to, right? Well, yeah. here, here, let's. We we are we are swinging. We are involved in an E and M relationship. That that E and M being ethical non monogamy. Mm-hmm. We've done everything from threesomes, foursomes sixums uh yeah, yeah, yeah. sex parties yeah we we kind of do it all now and it's it's really it's quite the life that i that i've lived in and, and i couldn't be more excited and couldn't be more happy with how it's how it's gotten here yeah well listen i knew those little details and i thought like let's put that teaser in there so people <laughs> know sure. that they're not waiting to the end for nothing okay they're gonna get a lot of shit to come down you know what i mean like it's uh you're living your best life now it's not like you're a sex addict and you don't have sex anymore <laughs> No, totally am. Yeah. It's it pretty salacious yeah, and yeah, a lot yeah. of fun. Uh, okay, I have cool. a lot of fun in my, my current day to day. Yes. All right. So you find porn really early on. Yeah, about 11 years old or so. My, my brother shows me a nudie magazine and, and we, I don't know, we, not touching ourselves or anything. He's just showing it to me. I didn't really know what was going on, but I knew that something was kind of cool about this. Naked women, naked men in a magazine. Mm-hmm. And so then you fast forward a couple of years and I, I do hit puberty and and something in my mind is like, go find my brother's stash, go find that. And I start looking at it and I'm touching myself. And sure enough, I, I, I come and it's like, holy hell, that was like magical. And from that point, I, I think you'd say what was kind of otherwise normal adolescent behavior, right? Mm-hmm. You, you, you see boobs, you get excited, you, you, you jerk off, you, you do that thing. Then in high school, I met a girl. I was a sophomore, she was a senior. And I had not had a girlfriend at this point ever in my life. And she's older. She's kind of cool. She's a cheerleader. I'm a football player. It's it's all kind of quintessential Americana stuff, right? And we embark on this relationship. So at 15, I meet her. At 16, I lose my virginity to her. And once again, it's just it's magic, right? Oh my God, this person she's she's amazing. She loves me. I'm I'm into her, and it's it's all great and fine and good. But we're, we're teenagers. We're both living at home, and the ability to have sex and fool around is challenging. Parents around, things like that. Looking back on it, I actually didn't realize just how kind of false that statement was. Mm-hmm. A lot of my friends and a lot of people I know, they found ways to have sex. And you go to a lookout, you 
you, you do it in each other's rooms when parents are around you're just sneaky about it and, but what it, what it turned out to be is she ultimately was just not a very sexual person and as i've kind of said i i clearly was early and i don't know that it was off of any kind of spectrum for adolescent males but i wanted to have sex and a lot and but often you wind up, i'm I sorry could. i'm gonna fast forward you a little bit but you wind up marrying this woman right Yes. So eventually, okay, that, yeah, that's, I, I was probably going to get to that within the next uh, 10 seconds. Okay. Yeah, ultimately, <laughs> I end up marrying this girl. So, right. The girl that's not fucking you. I mean, and listen, I think a lot uh-huh. of people read the book. We got to get married. We got to get the white picket fence. We got to do this. So we'll worry about anything else later. So even though she wasn't, there was like that red flag of like this really big problem already going in before you were even married, you're not having sex, right? I mean, normally that comes like totally. 10 years later after two kids, like you wind up marrying her. Yeah, ultimately. Yeah. So for the, we, we dated for seven years before we get married. So I got married at 23. And, and during that whole time, by the way, we both lived at home until we got married. So sex was always a challenge. And my, my thought was, but you know what? As soon as we get married, we get our own place the sex is just going it, to, it, it'll all come together, right? Because finally, the, the excuse is always, we couldn't do it in private. We get married and the sex that was already only maybe once or twice a month stayed once or twice a month or maybe less. And so this, this whole time, we're barely having sex. So anyway, dur- during this whole time, by the way, I'm, I'm watching porn or looking at porn, whether it's magazines and VHS at the time, right? And, and masturbating to it. Well, she was never okay with porn of any kind. And it was tantamount to cheating. If I'm looking at porn, it's, it's cheating. Oh my God. So I could never even be, oh yeah, God. I could never even be open with her about the fact that I was watching porn. Where are those women? Are there still women? Like, it's like the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Oh my God. <laughs> okay, go on. Yeah. And because my, my current life, which, spoiler, we, we didn't stay together for all of your listeners, but we'll, we'll get there. Yeah. Um, so my current wife, she watches porn. She celebrates me watching porn. It's, it, it just it has to work in a, in a system anyway. So I, I could never be honest with her about the fact that I was watching porn. And I was. And I was lying to her the whole time. And she, as we progress, and I'll try and keep it fairly quick, but as we progress, she always said that, the line because she also caught me several times either with a magazine or eventually found course, it yeah, yeah. on my on my browser or yeah. or whatever and it wasn't like she was walking in on me jerking off she just happened to notice it find find evidence of it and so every time she said that trouble wedge and it made her not want to have sex with me because i was watching porn yes <laughs> oh because God. she didn't trust me right and so it, it drove a wedge between us and and she always thought that I was idealizing these these porn stars over her. And by the way, she's a beautiful woman, um, not always sexy because she wasn't particularly sexual. She was very vanilla, but she was beautiful and she was yeah. hot. Mm-hmm. I, I absolutely wanted to have lots and lots of sex with her. <laughs> um, so as a, a younger kid, I, I didn't particularly have a whole lot of quote-unquote game. I wasn't confident in myself. I didn't feel too great about who I was. And some of that was our relationship and what it did to us. And I, she didn't make me feel like a sexual object. And so I, I never felt like I, I was good at talking to girls and stuff. Good news. Strictly Anonymous Podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast 
at gmail.com or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too. So you remain anonymous. The number the website, and the email address will all be in the description. Vacation starts with VA. Whether you're feeling beachy, mountainy, or every E in between, you'll find all that you love all in one trip to Virginia. Start yours at virginia.org. Are you like me and you're totally hornier in the summer? I don't know what it is, the hot weather, the naked people walking around. I don't know, (laughs) but I'm definitely hornier in the summer. And if you are too, then you need to download the Dipsy app. The Dipsy app is full of short, sexy audio stories. No matter what you're into or what turns you on, Dipsy has something for you. They bring super hot scenarios to life with killer soundscapes and realistic characters. Discover stories about adventurous vacation flings and all kinds of super hot and heavy hookups. They literally have hundreds of stories to choose from and they release new content every week. So in between listening to your fave stories again and again, you could always find something new to explore. They also have sleep stories, wellness sessions, and sexy written stories you can read. And the thing I love most about Dipsy is their jump to the action button. So if you're super horny and you want to get right to it, you just got to press a button and it's going to take you right to where the action starts. So what are you waiting for? Go get Dipsy now. And for listeners of this show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash strictly anon. That's 30 days full access for free when you go to dipsystories.com slash strictly anon. dipsystories.com slash strictly anon or just go to the description click on the link to get 30 days of free access well around 30 years old she and i are still married we have a little little kid at this time by this time and she has always been an introvert she doesn't she doesn't go out she doesn't hang out with people and i'm an extrovert she and I both compromised a ton for each other, and we ended up in a pretty boring, miserable place for for each of us. So I start at around 30 years old. I hang out with, of all people, her brother, who he's kind of a player. He kind of goes out and he does things, and he, he, he goes to bars and clubs and parties. And I start hanging out with her brother and some of his friends. Well, her brother is a bit of a player, and, and he also, by the way, has a uh, a. a, a, a Girlfriend at the time, but very steady, very serious. And he's out and about and kind of cheating, kind of hitting on girls and hanging out with girls. And and I was witness to it several times. And so I'm watching him do this. And I kind of follow suit. Um, mind you, I'm 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 a good looking guy. Um, mm-hmm. I certainly would not say that I am a a yeah, God's gift, but I keep in good shape. Uh, I've got a I'm a, I've got an athletic body, I'm easy on the eyes, and so I start getting some attention from these girls. And I realized that, wait a minute, it's not that I don't have game. I've just never been exposed. And I've been with one girl my entire life since I was 15. And here it is 15 years later. And I'm getting attention. And I'm getting a fair amount of attention from nice-looking young ladies. And we're 
enjoying ourselves. And my brother-in-law and I are riff and raff and I start cheating. And so, yeah, that absolutely happens. Um, we, I'm out of the town and hanging out with a brother and doing all these things and still jerking off, watching porn, getting caught at least once every two or three months to which again, it opens up the new wound of lying and everything. Ultimately our relationship breaks down to the worst breakdown of, of our entire almost 20 year relationship. I can't believe you guys lasted that long, three times a year having sex. I mean, what the fuck? Yeah, 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 because by that time, by, by the end, after the kid was around, we, we were, we were having sex maybe once to three times a year. It was oh just so God. intermittent. Yeah. So she says, I think you're sex addict and I think we need some counseling. And so we go see a, a couple's counselor. The couple's counselor says to us. Yeah, but I'm sorry. You don't sound like a sex addict. You just sound like somebody that wasn't getting sex and needed it. Like well, you weren't me, getting any sex. Let me, let me add to it. And where I will say that I absolutely did yeah. have an addiction at that time. I was sitting in front of a computer for two to three to four hours at a time, jerking off. I would yeah, run yeah, my yeah. dick raw. I yeah. mean, it, it, yeah, yeah, it yeah. was it was real and it was factual. And, yeah, because you were depressed. Listen, that's not about sex and has nothing to do with whether you were getting totally, it or not. Absolutely. It's it's you were in a terrible marriage. You were miserable, and the if you could jerk off and whether and like to me, like addiction is not about what you're doing to get away from yourself. It's it, whether it's alcohol, Jesus or fucking sex, what you're doing is you're checking out of your life because it's not good and you, or you can't fucking handle something. So two to three hours jerking off was your way to like check out. So you didn't have to think about your miserable life. Yeah, no, no, yeah. no question. Yeah. It was... I mean, I've been there, so I understand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so the, the couple's counselor says, listen, you guys have this. And, and by the way, we were my, my ex-wife and I, we were, friends yeah i would say that we were mm -hmm. friends we, mm -hmm. we cohabitated and we we did some things and we were kind of nice to each other for the most part uh it just wasn't a, a romantic relationship and, and by the way all these things about her today that i was she's a fantastic person uh, i have no major ill we don't hate each other we co-parent she's a good person so i, I don't want to demonize her and, and and there's no demon like i don't know situations like this like listen you can't say one per you can't say it's all her fault you signed up you were like for on you guys were on the same page on some level or else you wouldn't have been there for 20 years and her too you were both as dysfunctional as each other for sort of sticking yes. around and not trying to fix it and stuff so yeah of course you're not some victim to her holding out you were you were sticking around and you were cheating like that wasn't solving any fucking problem so I mean, no <laughs> one's wasn't. like sort of right or wrong it just wasn't a match you know what i mean it was not gonna last it wasn't healthy for either of you it was a perfect codependent relationship she is codependent she has her her issues that that worked perfectly with with my dysfunction exactly it, 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 yeah kathy you've been through recovery there's a lot of that that goes on so. yeah anyway so yeah and, and i absolutely I, I own all of my decisions i had every opportunity to get out and tr truthfully one of my biggest regrets in, in life is that i chose to cheat and take a cheap way out yeah. instead of confront her and say this isn't working she right. deserved better than that i will totally. tell you that right now she mm -hmm. deserved better than that because right. it was immature of me to, to cheat and go about it that way and she eventually discovered that and that's that was the the ultimate condemnation and doom for our marriage 
Yeah, but at least you could take ownership for that. And I'm sure, and I would hope that she could also take ownership for like not really dealing with that part of your guy's relationship either. I mean, you both have to t- take ownership for the, that stuff too. I mean, there's no one person that's worse than the other in this scenario. Each person has a sort of part in it because these kinds of things don't happen in healthy, happy, great relationships. It happens in relationships where people are fucking three times a year and no one's talking about it. Nobody. Yep. Nobody. Oh, I was talking about it. She'd always just tell me that it's because I'm jerking off. (laughs) Right. I mean, you know, what comes first, chicken or the egg? But you were also, like you said, the sex addict in you and the part of you that was so addicted to porn. Like that was your escape. And that's why you didn't make things right with your wife either. Like, yeah, maybe you were bringing it up, but you were solving your problem by all that porn, which probably was the worst thing. And that's where that's a problem, too, because you're not doing the things to turn her on. If anything, you're just turning her off. So like that was a big factor in driving a wedge between you. So it was really an issue, that intense sort of thing that you had with porn from early on in your days. It made you sort of not comfortable with true intimacy because you just always went to porn. It was easier than really having a real thing. Yeah, it it was. And and it it, it was easy for me. I, I could I could get off, yeah. and I could, as you said, check out, and yeah. I could be distant, and I wouldn't have to think about all the things that were going poorly for me. And it still felt sexual, and it still felt in some weird way as though I was connecting with something. But what I know today, and from where I am in in, in life and in my relationship and who I'm with, it I never had that kind of connection at all. And it was something I was definitely seeking right. and not finding, and being and like you said, being my own. Uh, biggest barrier between that because when I'm not connecting and not being honest and not being open and vulnerable and all those things. She's not going to be horny for you. Yeah, totally not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. So now how do you meet this girl? So yeah, I I spent uh, about a year and a half to two years uh, separated from my ex-wife. A couple of little relationship things here. One uh, really nice relationship with what eventually became the rebound, but it was pretty wild. I mean, I found out all of a sudden that we didn't like to have sex. <laughs> she and I had a lot of sex. <laughs> it, it wasn't it wasn't necessarily hanging from the rafters and and swinging and and other couples and all these things. And I was completely and totally sober. Um, and maybe I can touch on what sobriety means for a second because it's sort of a weird thing when it comes to sex addiction. You, you can't be asexual. You can't be abstinent. Uh, as you can from, say, alcohol, right? So it's it's something you work out with your your therapist, your individual therapist, or the group that you might be a part of, and, and you determine what defines uh, a breach of your sobriety. And, and for me, it was at that point in early going, it was uh, no point whatsoever. It just had to do that. But that was what was right for my ex-wife's scenario. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. Wasn't, it isn't what's now right for me. And so uh-huh. Today, my definition of, of sobriety and being present and being able to, to manage all of it and because addiction, life's becoming unmanageable, all that. For me today, really what it is, is if I'm going to jerk off, yeah, I got to be present in doing it. Jerk off to porn, that is. It, it's sort of a conscious decision. It's not just like, well, I got nothing else to do. Let's just do this. And then without setting a, a stopwatch or a timer, something that's between 10 and 20 minutes, 20 minutes is on the the long side, nothing that's lasting two to three hours worth of just sitting there in front of a computer and watching porn and stroking my cock and just doing this on and on and on. So um, I do watch, it's it's a much more present thing that it's kind of a horny thing. It's not like, oh, hey, I've got this stressful report due at work and and all these things going on. I'm going to do this to check out and and so. Yeah, bye-bye life. Just for listeners. (laughs) 
that's how that's how sex therapy, uh, sex addiction therapy tends to work. So anyway, I meet this girl. I'm not jerking off for two hours in front of a computer, and, and she and I are having tons of sex. She wants me. She's interested in me. She's a flight attendant. She's super hot. It ran its course, and we we break up. Nothing major, nothing traumatic about that. And then a handful of months later, I meet my the, the girl who's now my current wife. She's almost 12 years younger than I am. And I'm thinking this is going to be a fun one night stand. Cool. Super, super hot girl. She wants to come home with me. I, we, we've had a great night. We have sex no less than six times, somewhere be, maybe as many as eight times throughout the course of the night. Super close. She's cuddly, which is kind of fun. It's something I get into. Really just sexy, sexy. She's got a great body. She's got a great ass, great set of tits. And I'm just beside myself that this, this hot thing is, is into me. And at one point, she takes my hand and puts it around her throat. And this is the first time that I experience a girl who likes to be choked. And I just about comes, the second she does that, I, I'm able to kind of hold off and slow down. But I'm like, oh, my God. And I don't even talk to her about it. I just say, I, I just keep doing it and think, this is amazing. And this is all the stuff you read about. This is all the stuff you hear about that these, these girls these days. They, they want it harder. They want it rougher. And, and I've been in a 20-year relationship without sex. And, oh, my God. So I'm all into it. The next morning, wake up, and I ask if I can have her number. And I'm expecting her to say, oh, no, that was fun. How about I see you another time? Like I said, I'm, I'm 12 years older than her. She's in college. I've got a career and a kid in the middle of a divorce that still has not finalized. And I'm thinking she wants nothing to do with this baggage. So we exchange numbers, and we keep texting. She happens to live a good 50 miles away from me where we met was about halfway between each of us. So sort of a normal drive, but she lives 50 miles from me. So I'm thinking ah, this is going to go nowhere. Well, that couldn't be farther from the truth. We start seeing each other as often as we can a detail that will matter later on in this story. I've got my daughter every other weekend. And so I'm only seeing her two or three days a weekend, twice a month. But when we see each other, it's hot and it's sexy and it's, Fucking, I mean, I, I, I can think of the one day she walked in the door and she just got down on her knees and pulled down my pants. She got up against the wall and I fucked her face against the wall. And I'm just enjoying this to, to no end. When I'm done, I reach down and I, I touch her pussy and it's literally, she's so wet, it's dripping down her leg. And I'm just like, wow, this girl is so hot and she's so sexy and she so enjoys sex. Of all kinds, it's wild. We we get into slapping. I we get into spanking. We get into everything. And I learned that she has recently read Fifty Shades, right? But she's kind of into this whole BDSM thing. I'd never done anything BDSM wise, and so I'm I'm a pretty analytical, pretty uh, detailed person. So I start listening to podcasts. I start reading articles. I start reading books and trying to figure out what this is all about and how to how to go about this. And ultimately, we end up in a, a dom-sub relationship and that's kind of even today where we live it's not a an all-day 24-7 like she's not my sub and just walks around calling me sir and daddy and, and but it's always there it's always underlying and at any point I can pull it out and tell her princess that she's got to do this that and the other thing and she says yes daddy and she she moves on that we we have periodic BDSM scenes that we'll set up. And, and it's funny, right? Because the first time I, I did it, I didn't realize all of the, the nuance and the importance of taking care and, and the, the middle of the scene care for her and the aftercare. And, and I really ran it in kind of a, a selfish and 
not so good way, but today we're so good at this and she's just perfect for me in that manner. But, you know, this is all just more and more of those things that build on the sexiness and the sexual nature of our relationship. And so about two years or so, we're doing this. We're, we're going through doing some DS, dumb sub stuff, a lot of BDSM, a lot of not BDSM sex, just continually having sex in every which way. We just could not keep our hands off of each other. And so we get two years or so into our relationship and we, she's at her house, I'm at mine, it's 50 miles, it's dividing us and we start sexting one night. And the sexting starts with, we, we, were, we were going to be later on that week doing one of those things where she goes to a bar and I've got to go and pick her up as if it's the first time meeting her, right? It's kind of that fun full role play fantasy thing. And so in the middle of the sexting, we kind of bring up this and how's that going to go? And we're, we're going that route. And she says, well, what if there's another guy talking to me already when you get there? Now, keep in mind, at this point, I am a highly controlling, that's sort of some of the dom side of stuff, pretty jealous, really scared of losing this girl, right? She and this is the first really... time, like, had she ever, like, fantasized or did you guys ever fantasize or, role, or, or even, like, role play another guy in this scenario? Or No. no. Oh, interesting. Not at okay. all. Mm-hmm. Not, not even close because at that point it was so taboo and it would have set me off in such a bad way because she's now 25, 26, doing 25, 26-year-old things, and I'm... 37-ish, 38, having to be dad every other weekend, not seeing her. And so when she's not with me, she's hanging out with her friends, doing post-college party type stuff, as she should, but it's scaring the shit out of me. I know what I've got. I know how special she is. I know the other things that she could be exposed to and could find that seem to be so much better than me, right? Yeah, yeah. You want to hold her close. <laughs> I <Yeah>. did. <laughs> yep. You, you, you remember that whole that whole thing with addiction. Also, a big part of addiction is control. And so, yeah, yeah I was trying to control it so thoroughly. And so she's she's going out, and, and it's scaring the shit out of me. And and so. But do you say I, um, okay? You're just like okay. Oh, to to the the this thing with the, yeah. the guy that she's talking to. Yeah. So this is so the, in the in the middle of the sexting. Um, yeah. She talks about this. And, and I, I kind of go, I bristle at it. I'm like, well, I'm going to step in and I'm going to tell you. And I'll, 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 the Dom side of me starts coming out. I'm telling her all the things that I'm going to do. And, and she starts playing with it. She starts playing with this, this idea that this other guy is there. And she's like, well, but what if I start coming out of both of you and you both kind of like me? And, and then I just kind of take the bait. And I go down this road with her. And before you know it, the sexting conversation leads to the two of us heading back to my place. Both of us are thoroughly in, involved in the the scene, and we're we're touching her and grabbing her, and then we get into the apartment. The second we get inside, she's putting on a show for me and kissing this guy and grabbing his dick. And but wait, is this role play or is there a real guy there? No, no, this is total role play. This is all in the middle of the sexting. Yeah, this is all the sexting conversation, and so she's talking about all this and and before we're tag teaming her and, and I, I'm fucking her face and he's fucking her from behind. And, and she brings in a little bit of the, the, the violent stuff and, I, and I'm slapping her for, for disobeying daddy kind of stuff. But, but I'm enjoying that. And this guy is, is now fucking her face. Like I'm the only one who's been allowed to do. And, and it's just really, really dirty, dirty talk about the two of us tag teaming her. And I, while, while it's all going on, I'm, I'm, 
hard as rock stroking myself and we're, we're just going back and forth. Eventually we both, we both come and we kind of kiss through the phone, kiss each other and say goodnight. Right. Uh, and by the way, this is about two, three o'clock in the morning. So we go to sleep. I wake up the next morning and I'm like, my body's vibrating. Like that was so wild. And I was so turned on by this. And so I, we start texting again the next morning. It was too scary to pick up the phone and call her at this point. Like that's a lot, it's a lot to handle and it's nothing I've ever been down the road before. So she, she, she and I just start talking and we start having this conversation. Well, could we ever do that? I don't know. That seems weird. So we say like, well, it's kind of fun. Let's keep playing with this. And so we go for about another year or so back and forth, just fantasizing while we're in bed. Hey, there's another guy here. And how's that going? And imagine me having a dick in my mouth while you're fucking me and, and all this stuff. We just keep going and keep going to the point where I, I get to the point where I, I say, yeah, let's, let's try and make this happen. And so we get on a, uh, a lifestyle website and we set up a profile and we find a guy who's going to come and have sex with her. It starts with a meet and greet, but eventually we get to the point where. What kind of guy was she looking for? That's, that's a good question. She's looking for athletic, tall, well-built. Not, she's not necessarily a size queen. I'm, I'm fairly average. I'm six and a half inches. She doesn't need size. This guy happened to be pretty well endowed. He was probably eight or nine inches, but that wasn't something that she was looking for. She was just looking for somebody respectful and fun. And what we found was perfect. We found a guy who was all of those things. And yet he was just a little bit goofy, kind of nerdy. And his, those body was well in, in good shape. He, his face was a little, not, not the most attractive. And I will just say that from my standpoint, it was kind of perfect because I was better looking than him and I kind of knew it. And that made it safer for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to ask. I mean, listen, some guys are into uh, maybe maybe eventually because you become more professional at this, you then start to get turned on by different things about the guy, too. I mean, some guys do have a preference and they want a guy big or anything. But for you, because it's like your first time and because of your history, like you're you you're looking at it not from like a turn on scenario, more from like, how do I control this from not going wrong or making me feel like shit? Right. Certainly there's some of that, but interestingly, also, it, it really has become my kink. She goes along with it. She enjoys it, but it's, it is my kink. And, and by the way, I, sh- I should say zero cuck, zero uh, degradation, zero yeah, yeah. humiliation. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's, it's totally a, a stag vixen thing. Totally. But really what it comes down to, and I've heard some of your other callers say this, it, it's, I finally get to see like my favorite porn star be a porn star and all those angles that I can't see when I'm fucking her from behind, when I'm fucking her in missionary, when I'm when yeah. she's fucking my dick, I get to take a step back and just look and God, she's so hot. Yeah. She is such a smoke show. And so she, she and I, we meet this guy, he comes over and by the way, it was always going to be no matter who it is, it's one and done. No matter what we ever do, it's always one and done. So we meet this guy and, and we get a hotel room for the night and she's just so sexy in this. She takes a leap of faith because she obviously was very nervous about how this was going to go, how I was going to react. I don't know that she ever had some of the things that some of your other callers talk about that she thought that I was somehow doing this to entice her to allow me to have sex with other girls. I don't think she felt any of that, but certainly she had a lot of anxieties because there's somebody new in our relationship, right? Mm -hmm. But we get into the hotel room and she tells the other guy to kind of take a step back and watch the two of us make out and she starts to undress me and she tells me to step back. And to watch her go and make out with him and pull his dick out. And, oh, my God, I, I just, I almost just in my pants right then and there. 
it was just so hot seeing that. And then from there, we all got comfortable. And he, by the way, he, he, he was a bull. He, he'd had some experience with this, but from there we all got comfortable and we tag teamed her and it was sexy. I remember just some of the positions that they were in and being able to watch him fuck her pussy and watch it. And it was so hot and while she's sucking my dick and then we'd switch and it just was so, so sexy. And I was hooked. And, and as you've kind of noted, I, we, we kind of do everything these days, but there's one thing that I don't ever want her to take from me. And it's, it's that, that MFM scenario. I just, I love it so much. I love seeing her get pleasure. I'm, I'm big on the compersion thing. I'm big on watching. I'm big on seeing all of it. And it, it was just, it was beyond sexy. Um, and was there a lot, was there that reclaiming sex that everyone talks about? Um, I, at, at that point, I was still relatively new at it. We we both were so new at it. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I, I really knew about the reclaiming. Since then, though, yes. Anytime she's going on dates, anytime she's doing, yes, the reclaiming sex, it, it's a must. It has to happen. And and, and it, it's so hot for me. I think she enjoys it, too. She the, Just that, that uh, daddy princess uh, relationship, she knows that she gets to be back with me and she gets to be reclaimed by me. I think we both thoroughly enjoy it and I know I absolutely do yeah but isn't this girl your wife now like is this happening when you guys are dating not yet at that point that's what I'm saying like eventually she becomes your wife but this is like early on in your relationship correct about three years about about three or four years in right yeah, we've okay. been at this about five or six years now so mm-hmm. yeah so yeah she so we do this for a little while just just the MFM stuff not a ton of partners uh, a couple of repeat guys here and there but at some point, she turns to me and says, I think I'd like to see you fuck a woman. And my mind is blown because, like I said, I, I never expected it. Never went into this with the idea that that was an end game for me. This girl keeps bringing you things on like a silver she platter. <laughs> it's so... <laughs> a one-of-a-kind, Kathy. I, I, I hit the jackpot. No, but, like, you I, are like most addicts where it's kind of, like, extreme. We're always black or white. Like, you went from, like, yes. a girl oh, not yeah. into sex at all to, like, your next wife being, like, a horn dog. Like, it's just like, very comic. Yeah, funny. I, I left out... I left out one of my favorite details. Yeah. Uh, a month into seeing her, yeah. she tells me, you can do anything you want to me sexually. Yeah. I, 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 it's like the exact opposite of what you, where you come from. <laughs> so funny. Yes, but you're right. It is a very addict thing to do to, to swing that pendulum as far to one side as the, as the next. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so now she says to you, like, I want to see you fuck a girl. She does. Mm-hmm. And so she she isn't so much into the FMF or FFM. Mm-hmm. She, she She's now talking about doing a, a couple's thing. So yeah. we expand our search options and, and we expand our profile on the, on the, on the lifestyle website and we, we find a, a couple and we go out and, and it was supposed to be a meet and greet and we go out with this couple. We're just supposed to meet, have drinks, get to know each other, see what happens. And they're clearly very into us and we're still a little bit nervous, a little bit anxious. And they say, Hey, you want to come back to our place? And <laughs> total naive and kind of stupid looking back at it. I think I was thinking we're just going to go back and keep talking because like the, the restaurant bar was closing down. Right. Oh, no, they totally had their eyes on us. They, they wanted us to, to completely swap with them. <laughs> and so eventually we get back to their place and, and we're chatting and stuff. And, and the woman in, in their couple jumps on his lap and they start kind of grinding and kissing. And it's like, oh, I guess we should do the same thing. And so we kind of start making out and stuff like that. And then the hands start crossing 
between couples, right? And, and she started touching my wife, and it went still my girlfriend at the time. But and and I kind of reach over and grab her leg, and 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 we start swapping, and we end up in a bedroom, and we have a full swap on our first go round. Everything out, blowjobs, and and going down, and and eating out, and and fucking, and everything in a full swap scenario. And as great as it was, mm-hmm. my my girlfriend was not on birth control, and his condom broke. And he came inside her, and it kind of put a damper on the evening. Oh yeah, she must have freaked he out. He pulled out, and everybody freaked out, mm-hmm. and they didn't know that she wasn't on birth control, and so it, it ended kind of rough. But you know what? It didn't sour us. We just never ended up hooking up with that couple again because yeah. they kind of had some harsh words, like you have to tell people that you're not on birth control, and it's like, well, shit, you, we weren't even going to fuck you this night. Yeah, I mean, um, they were with newbies. This is why I think a lot of people that have been doing it a long time don't like newbies. They know things that you don't know and vice versa. Yeah. And so anyway, we we have we were then doing couples here and there. And one of the great things about the lifestyle is remember I said we, we weren't ever gonna see anybody twice. Well, we ended up finding one couple and they, we actually were their first experience eventually. These two are now some of our best friends. And we we see them often. Sometimes we fuck around, sometimes we don't. And so COVID kinda hits. And this couple ends up in a closed circuit couple with another couple. They're, they're kind of poly. They don't always identify themselves as poly, but they're, they're poly. They're in love. They're saying, I love you to each other. And, and they're doing it all which ways. And we kind of shut it down a little bit during COVID for obvious reasons. Anyway, we come out of COVID and there's a, uh, a lifestyle event, a hotel takeover. And the entire hotel is swingers, lifestylers for the entire weekend. And we could be invite from this foursome. All four, super hot. We've, we already knew the other, we obviously knew the two that we're very close friends with and still are to this day. The other couple, we'd met a couple of times here and I've never done anything with them. And so we go to this lifestyle event and night number one comes around and the six of us end up in a hotel room and there are six bodies on two beds, every which way from Sunday. I had my first three girls just all over me that the two guys stood back and said, let, let him do his thing. And so my wife is, is sitting on my face in kind of a 69 manner. The two other wives are there knelt down by my dick while I'm laying down and the three of them are sucking my dick and stroking me while I'm eating my wife out. Absolutely mind blowing sexual experience. This is like um, an orgy, baby. It's, it's an orgy. It's, yeah. It is fully I think orgy. it might be a fucking orgy. Your first orgy. <laughs> first orgy and before the night is done i mean my wife's getting fucked by with a strap on she's gotten fucked by both these other guys i've fucked both of these girls it's it's just everything is everywhere and it's it is just sexy and we fuck until the sun comes up quite unbelievable just and and by the way my wife and these two girls all of them are absolute nines and tens wow um, I, I yeah super sexy I would, I would love to be able to share the pictures of the two of them, I can't. Um, yeah, yeah, I'll, no. I'll be happy to share pictures of my wife. She knows I'm doing this today. Yeah, cool. That's um, cool. Mm-hmm. And so, anyway, this all happens. And, and we're fully involved in all this. And it's it's fun. Oh, I guess I should jump back a little bit. During COVID, my wife starts an OnlyFans page. In which, that, by the way, I should say, hits that, that stag vixen thing so hot. Because... I'm now watching these guys sex with her and her sex with them while I'm fucking her. And sometimes she's telling them, 
my husband's fucking me while we're, we're sexting right now and they get off on it. But yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. watching all of this attention that mm-hmm. she's getting. And it's funny because I just look back at it. For, it's such a far cry from those days when I was so insecure and so scared of her meeting somebody else. Mm-hmm. And these days it's like, no, show me, show me all the attention that you're getting. It's, yeah. You love it. Yeah. The, the, the attention that she's getting from these other guys does so much for me sexually, mm-hmm. but also from a standpoint of, uh, wow, I, these guys all want this and she's still sticking around with me. Yeah, yeah. I think that's uh, what it's about. It's like, that's your porn star and everyone else admiring her, but you have her. Yeah. Yeah, I do. And it's, it's so amazing. She's, she's just such a, a, a sexy thing. It's funny. She, she works at Hooters. Oh, you're kidding now. I, she, she just left a couple months ago, but was at Hooters for four years. And it, I can't help but laugh. My ex-wife wouldn't even let me go into Hooters, and now my wife <laughs> I believe is a Hooters it. <laughs> girl. I mean, it's just it 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 just it, that's the pendulum addict pendulum. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it, it's just it, she's she's everything, and she's she's perfect, and I, I I feel so lucky and so just fortunate. Now, is she into women now too? She's so funny when it comes to that. She would always tell you, "I'm not bi. I'm not bi." Mm-hmm. Yet every time we've been in a scene with another woman. She's getting her boobs sucked. She's getting, she's kissing this other girl. She'll finger them occasionally. They always go down on her. She does not like to go down on other women. I think they call her a pillow princess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. From, from a bi standpoint, from yeah. a, a girl standpoint, yes. Uh, she she definitely puts in the work when it comes to with men, though. She is not a pillow princess when it comes to men. Yeah, she yeah, is yeah. all about it. She loves that dick. Uh-huh. And so she, I call her hyper flexible these days. That she, it, In a scene, she'll do it. But when she's out of the scene, there's no interest, no like, oh, she's sexy. I want to go down her. I want to kiss her. But once she's in it, she's in it. Yeah. And, and any body part is, is fun for her. And she likes anybody else giving her attention for sure. And so, yeah, anyway, the, 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 the other thing, the OnlyFans stuff, it's all super fun for me. I'm on that page with her and I get, Kathy, you know how, how much fun it is to, to have sex with your wife and get paid for it? Yeah, um, I can it, it, it's, it's so fun and it's so sexy. And, and, and it's funny when, when I'm in, when I'm, I'm doing a scene with her, I, I find so often that it's, it's just such a turn on and I have to like pull out and stop because I, I sometimes I'm like, oh, this is so exciting. People are going to be watching us. So Clearly, I'm also a bit of a, an exhibitionist as much as I am a voyeur. Yeah. Obviously, a voyeur with all the porn and, and watching her and standing back and stuff. But it's it's really just, it's it's such a fun life. Yeah. Now, when did you start? What do people see when they go there? So they see you with her? Do they see her with other people? Or is it basically you guys together? Just her and I right now. She is fooling with the idea of this other friend of ours that I from that couple coming in and, and doing threesome. But she's not quite there yet. My face is not on her OnlyFans, but she is fully exposed. Her, her, yeah, you can see her face, and she does interactions with people, and and she play, she does she does solo stuff and and, and stuff with me. Um, give a shout out. I mean, I'll put a link to it. Why don't you give a shout out? You're gonna send me pics too of her. I mean, we're not done yet, but you're gonna. I send totally me... will. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's Stephanie Perry. S T E P H N I. P-E-R-R-I. So that's her. Well, you'll send me the link. Okay. But, yeah, I'll send you the yeah, link. Yeah, yeah. It'll, it'll be easier to find in the link. I'll yeah. send that along. How long ago did she start it? So that was 2020. Oh, okay. So she's been doing it for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's been doing it for a while. And and it's it, it, it pays the bills. She's she's not she's not we're we're by no means millionaires by this. You, you hear some of these ex-porn stars who are raking in 
$350,000 a month kind of thing. She's nowhere near anything like that. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's paying the bills for her right now, though. Yeah, that's great. She doesn't have to, like, it's it's like her job now. She It pays the same amount that she used to make. That's great. I mean, it's work. It's not easy. Yeah. Yeah, she was able to quit Hooters a couple months ago because this is, is paying the bills. And so it's it's a different, and, and yeah, it's, it's funny. It's, it's not easy. These girls who are doing this, they're not just sitting there and, and like, passively making income it's it's a constant thing it, she's got to constantly post she's got to constantly be present she's got to constantly text and sex and be responsive and but that's the cool thing about OnlyFans, right is is the you get access to that porn star that you've never had access to before and and always always wanted to some degree for a lot of us so but what's interesting about what i think is great about only fans that's different than like straight up porn is that I think a lot of people are like you guys. They're on there, not just looking to make money, but they're on there because they like, like they're living out their sexual fantasies by being watched by people. And they're actually, so you're really, like it's a fucking turn on and it just happens to also pay the bills, you know? But I do think that it's like this, place where you could go and really see a couple like performing for you that's like really turned on by it it's very different than porn and i think that's what's so hot yeah you, here's one of the like, just such a fun story from the only fan side of things that yeah. it, it does it satisfies us right yeah so she she has a high profile athlete that that follows her oh i and, like this kind of story we won't say who but we oh, can give hints no yeah, absolutely yeah. not yeah, yeah no, of no, course no. not yeah yeah but a high profile athlete okay high profile athlete who who follows her and he spent a fair amount of money early and so he got a little bit more access to her than some other people he actually got her phone number rather than just through the only fan stuff and i'm i'm laying in bed one night and they're texting which by the way is so fucking hot yeah <laughs> the, the, this guy is is into her like this right and they're texting and I'm hearing it and I'm kind of getting turned on because I hear them texting and, and I have to work the next day, but I'm hearing the, the, the zoom in of the, each text and the zoom out of each text and the click, click, click. And I know what's going on. And so I kind of started getting excited and I start rubbing her pussy and I'm getting hard and I'm stroking myself and I kind of turn her over and I start having sex with her while she's texting this guy and she tells him that they're doing that. And he's like, I don't know that I believe you. And so it, he ends up, she says, well, here, I'll call you and you can hear it. And so she gets on the phone with this guy while I'm fucking her and it's on speaker and I'm talking to this guy and telling him that I'm fucking her and how I'm fucking her. And, and he's clearly getting off on this because this is hot for him. Yeah. But it's just I, crazy. That, right. That was so fun for me. And, and yeah, there's there's money involved. But but in some ways, that also makes it really fun. I mean, listen, I, I, I tell her all the time these days, she's she's my favorite whore, and I call her a whore, and I call her a slut, and, and it's that's sexy for us. And, and she's not other guys who she's been this close to saying that she'll meet up with them to actually get paid to have sex. She's not there yet, but she's really, like, it's possible. Yeah. And we've talked about it. It is possible. The right guy, the right place, the right situation that feels safe. Because, I mean, let's be honest, we don't know who the fuck these other people are on the other end of the phone. Um, but there's been those things. And, I, I mean, yeah, I, I get to call her a whore for making money, getting sex. And talk about that being exciting for me to be able to say that to her. And, and she likes it, by the way. She's like, I am I am a whore. I, I love being your whore. I, I am going to get paid to get, to, to get fucked. And you see this, and you're going to get to see this. And it's so hot. 
Yeah, so no, that's hot. And listen, she's a younger, right, than your ex-wife. Yeah. So she yeah. grew up in a different generation where women could be whores and it's not a bad, there's not the connotation. So it's a very different world that they live in. And if you really think about it, I wonder 30 years from now how the regular porn industry will be doing when all the guys have their own porn star. Like maybe porn was so big 20 years ago because girls were pretty vanilla because they had to be. They couldn't be freaky. Like if I gave a guy a good blowjob, he'd be like, why the fuck do you give such good head you whore it's like you're not allowed to be a, a good like a porn star when we were growing up so there was all this porn and that's where guys got to live that out now you could live it with your girl like you said you got your porn right there you're probably not a sex addict with porn anymore i mean you guys watch together but i mean i think that that is is it's like a whole new world and I don't think that that's bad. Can I ask a couple questions about the high profile athlete? Like how did he, yeah. how do you think he found her? Uh so he found her she's she so she's got um a a Hooters Instagram account and she's got a um a uh, a, a tie, another Instagram account tied to it and she's she's at least big enough on Instagram that she sometimes will show up on algorithms but she also gets reposted by SoCal Hooters and things like that. Oh, so this guy's looking at Hooter girls. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it, it, let me just say he's he's got a type. Um, yeah, my yeah, wife yeah. has my wife has huge tits. She's she's got a look, and this guy has a type. I mean, he's he's sent her some photos of some people that he's also either hooked up with or follows on OnlyFans, and they're they're all about the same. So, yeah, he, he's he's got a type, and a Hooters girl with big tits will be somebody who is definitely his type. So he's probably bouncing around on some of those things. Now, is he married or is he single? Because, I mean, is he high profile enough for you to know his deal? I, I do. Well, I also, it's funny. It, I'm a bit of a, a sports fan myself. Yeah. Like, he and I text sometimes because I think it's kind of cool that he's a, a high profile <laughs> athlete. But he's, he's, he's divorced. Okay, um, that's yeah, cool. We, yeah. Yeah, so no scandal there, but super interesting. I mean, like, would you ever thought 20 years ago, like, you'd be performing for your famous athlete who's typically performing for you? I mean, it's just, like, crazy yeah, no, if you think about how our world has changed and how these kinds of things sort of bridge a lot of gaps and open lines of communication between all kinds of people, and there's all kinds of crazy things happening. It's a, it's super interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it is. It's pretty crazy. It, it is mind blowing. It's not the kind of thing that I ever, ever would have seen myself getting being to be able part of because of where where I started. I, I just thought I was kind of doomed for life at one point. Oh, this is this is my lot in life, and I'll I'll toe the line. Yeah, I like it because it's a story with a happy ending. Yeah. And I like those kind. Of, listen, I like to show all kinds of stories because I think you could learn from all of them, the good ones, the bad ones. And it just shows that life is full of ups and downs. Like you said, here you were a guy at one point where you just felt like you were fucking doomed. But that's not forever. Even when you're really fucking down in the shitter, things will eventually turn around. Like that's real life. And I think it's uh, great to talk to you now. And you guys are like still living your best life. But a lot of people are going to want to see your fucking girl. So I am. De- I, and they, they'll, yeah. they'll thoroughly enjoy her i promise let me let me sprinkle in one last yeah. thing i know we're kind of running out, running yeah. out of time but sprinkling I, I mentioned the enm side of things yeah right? so we're early in pretty much the the calendar turning over in january 23 mm-hmm. we opened up completely and so now we go on separate dates wow we yeah it, it is it's wild in that time i've i've seen three different girls which is also pretty wild one that i'm talking to right now is 25 one is one that I was seeing for a little bit and I'm not anymore was 33 and another one that I'm still seeing is 45 
and that's all in addition to my wife and they're all beautiful women and so fun and so it's so interesting uh she's gone on several dates um she's going on solo dates with that guy from that other couple that i've talked about they're they're seeing each other kind of individually now she's had another guy who was a couple years younger than her and he seemed to be quite the stud and she'd come home and i, I mean there's one time we both had separate dates and i i came home after fucking the girl that i was seeing that night and she's still fucking the guy and we double team her at that point. Wow. Then there was another time where I came home from something and she had had a date with another guy and he, she'd given him a blowjob and, and he came on her tits and she thought she cleaned it off. And so I came inside and, and they, their date was over and I came inside and I was like, well, I want a blowjob too. And I'm going to come on your tits and your face. She takes her shirt off Nerd. and there's still some crusty cum. <laughs> oh there's God. still some crusty cum. And she's like, no, I, I cleaned it off. I said, no, you did not. She said, oh. But that was hot. I mean, that was hot that I got to see that. And then I got to reclaim her with some of his cum still on her. And then I came came on her. And it's, it's just, it's such a wild ride. But all of this sexual openness and being cool with it has made our relationship so close. There's no more distrust. There's no more controlling. I, it, she can do whatever she wants, right? And she keeps coming back to me and she desires me. And I keep coming back to her and I desire her. And these other relationships if you want to even call them that it's definitely not poly that's one of our boundaries we we aren't going to do the poly thing we're not going to fall in love with anyone else it's just sex and hookups but let me ask you this okay can i just ask you this because i'm a little bit more concerned with i wish you'd never include well no i kind of like it because it makes for an interesting hmm where are you going to be a year from now this is like a second chapter in your book like what's the third chapter i get a little nervous when People are seeing each other solo. And I just wonder because, and I love that you have that rule, like th that those side things are just fucking hookups. But like, are you seeing the same people multiple times because, or is it like one-offs? Do you have any rules about like, could she have like a long-term booty call guy? You same thing, be yeah. seeing the same girl, like whenever you want. Yeah, it's, it's long-term and ongoing. And, and actually we, we did discuss it and, and there's a reason we're doing that. It, she has a hard time coming with somebody who she's just fucking once, right? She needs to have that trust. And and for that matter, she has a hard time coming when we're in a scene with multiples. It's just, there's a lot of pressure for her. And so the E&M stuff is fun for her because she gets to connect a little bit more and feel safe without having to worry about either the other guy's wife or is, is, is JJ doing okay, right? She she gets to focus on the one partner she's with. So mm -hmm. that's working for her. Um, and she could come with him because she's used to and him. She, yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. I got it. Now, what about you? If you're seeing the girls so much, I mean, do any of them fall for you? Kind of funny. Exactly. Um, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a pretty good guy. And I, I, I can say that confidently. Um, I'm a pretty good guy. I, I take care of people and that's not just women i take care of my friends yeah, I, yeah. I try i work really hard to be a good person yeah yeah and so yeah my wife worries a little bit about these girls falling for me but i'm i'm also incredibly honest i'm so upfront i speak that helped. that's good tell them everything mm -hmm. yeah I, I don't i because I, by the way I, I'm, I'm not out there to break hearts i and i i totally yeah that, that's that's not who i want to be that's, mm -hmm. I, I already hurt somebody pretty badly in, exactly. in my previous life i'm not trying to hurt people and so I'm, I'm as honest as I can be. Uh, I, I tell the truth. I tell people how I'm feeling. I tell people they, sh they, they know that, that she's got access to my phone and the texts that, 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 there's, that we're sending, and I'm not falling in love. And so from that standpoint, I'll, I'll give you first, between my wife and I, if either of us start to have feelings for somebody we're seeing, it's an immediate, hey, I'm having feelings. This is what this means. And our 
resolution is probably time to stop seeing that person and walk away. That hasn't happened for either of us yet. The one that I'm not seeing anymore, it it, it ended and I was totally cool with it. And it, it, it ran its course. She does worry a little bit about them getting feelings for me. And all that I can do is say that that's not who I can be. I can't be that for you. Let me just give you a tip of how to not get a girl hooked on you because I've had very successful long-term booty calls without getting hooked on somebody. And I've had ones where I was just fucking someone and got attached to them. And the difference is it doesn't matter what you say to that girl Okay, what is important in these kinds of situations is that what you say matches up with your actions. I don't give a fuck any guy out there, the biggest fucking player. Listen, I told her I'm not going to like like you and don't ever like me because I don't want a relationship. Yet you're cuddling with her. You're taking her on dates. You're blowing up her fucking phone, sending kissy faces on your texts all the time. Fuck you. That girl's going to wind up liking you because you're treating her like a girlfriend. It doesn't matter what you fucking say. If you say you're not never going to be my girlfriend, I'm never going to like you. Don't act like you fucking like them. Don't play that little game because that's what's going to make her like you. No kissy faces. No texting all the time. Go have some sex. Bye bye. That's the way you keep it right. When you do fake girlfriend experiences, that's what a girl's going to be sucked into. And that's where it doesn't match up. It doesn't matter what you say. Your actions have to say the same thing. And that's where people get themselves into problems. Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Take it. Trust me, because I'm a professional booty call girl. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I believe it. Yeah. So none of that fucking shit, okay? Because it, then you can't say, oh, I'm a good guy. Yeah, you're a good guy. Don't blow up her phone with text messages. You're going to start filling her up with other things. Make it about sex. That's it. You could sext. Show me your cock, but like none of that other stuff. And that will help you keep it clean on that scenario. And as long as your girl is doing the same thing, she's going to be fucking fine. Because those guys, yeah, she has you. She's probably a little bit safer because she knows how to have that. She's me in the relationship. But like, you don't want to be the guy, like I said, that fucks people's heads up. But you're, what you say and what you do have to match. It's not just saying the words. It's the actions. Yeah. Okay? So heed that. I mean, listen, yeah, what's the we'll worst do. that's going to happen? The girl's going to fucking cop feelings for you. You're going to say bye-bye. But, you know, yeah. that's just an important thing. But, if you don't um, want to fuck with girls' heads, that's the way you fuck with their heads. Yeah, for sure. And that's for all my listeners out there. Okay, that's why you all have fucked up booty call situations. And then it's always rude because the guy's like, oh, I've had some narcissists that with that love bombing shit. And they're like, but I don't like you. It's like, oh, fuck you. Fuck you. You don't like me. Don't text me 24-7. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> fuck you. This guy's playing this fucking point. game. Yes, it's so stupid. So anyway, listen, JJ, I love your story. I love this. I love stories that are have many layers. To me, that's such real life, especially when you're spanning over time, because I think it is important to show that you can be come out of the worst relationship and do something horrible like you did and then wind up in a completely different place and vice versa. But that's like real life. And, and so it's super interesting. I like where you guys are at right now like call me back in a year a year from now i'd love to hear more stories i wish you guys all the best i love your story i can't wait to see your pictures and put them up on my patreon do me a favor and send me like r-rated ones for my patreon I'll, yeah I'll, I'll send you for she she i'm clear with her i'll send you photos of her face everything you'll get one or two of me though also all right and then because you love people admiring you and shit like that and her i'll send you when your episode goes up 
a free link to my Discord. People pay to be on there, like my Patreon members, but people who call in, I give them free access. You'll be able to go in and you could share a little clips, a teaser, a, like something a little bit more X-rated, whatever you want. There's like, you know, only 700 people on there now. So you'll get access to that. I'll send you a free link once it's up so you could go in there as well. But send me the pics early, sooner than later. Thanks so much for calling in. I love your story. It's super Kathy, interesting. Thank you. Hey, lo- love your show. I started listening early this year and I'm hooked. So thank that's, you very much. That's awesome. I love to hear that. I'm so glad you found my show. Thanks, JJ. Definitely. All, All right. right. Bye. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. If you want to follow the show, follow me at Strict Anonymous on Instagram or Twitter. That's at Strict Anonymous. If you are on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. I love YouTube as a platform for my show because people comment there and I try to reply back to every single person who posts a comment. So even if you're not listening on YouTube and you want to talk about the show, go to my YouTube channel, subscribe, like, and share my videos. It's Strictly Anonymous Podcast. If you want to sign up for my Patreon, on my Patreon, you are not only supporting my show, but you will get these episodes early, ad-free, and you get to see anonymous pics of my guests. Most of the girls send in anonymous pics and some of the guys send in anonymous pics. So if you want to see anonymous pics of my guests as well as support my show and get these episodes early and ad-free, sign up for my Patreon, patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. That's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. The link is also in the description below. Thanks so much for listening. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.